0: Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. How are you? I
1: am so great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to
0: be here. I'm excited to have you here. You know, the energy is already in the vibes. I can feel it through your voice. I'm like, okay, she's about to drop some gems, you know, so. <laughs>
1: I hope so. I hope that's how we work today. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. You know, you're all about the start effect, so I have to keep up, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> is always restarting right and how how we attack yeah it's a lot of fun Amazing. amazing,
0: amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this, definitely. You know, I would love people to know more about you. You know, tell us who you are, you know, what do you do, you know, just give us a little backstory because people like to hear that little part, you know, before they get yeah. into the weeds of yeah. things. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm Sarah Maynard. I started The Start Effect, which is a digital presence education company. We talk about um, digital wellness and digital well-being, which a lot of us, when we think about being online, we don't immediately start to associate um, associate how we feel offline with how we're presenting ourselves online, with how we're engaging in the online life. Um, and so, I really work to try and find balance between online and unplugged, because both of both of those pieces are so important to our life. I mean, we live so much of our life online, but. We also live here in the physical space. So finding that balance between the two and it's different for everybody and the internet changes all the time. So we're constantly restarting and trying to figure things out. um, But yeah, that's that's really where I like to focus is helping people find that balance and, and being able to live in both worlds simultaneously.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, when you hear online and unplugged, people don't really unplug most of the time. Because it's like they're within a vicious cycle, you know, every time they're either working a nine to five or they're working overtime and they don't have time to, you know, go for vacation or spend time with their family, you know, so when you think about all those things, you really want to ask yourself, how can I be productive? And also instead of being reactive, really, you know, and when you think about those things, you know, you want to ask yourself, what are the ways you can do that? So, you know, just through your experience, what are the ways people can unplug You know, it could be reading a book. It could be going to swim, taking a walk. What are the best options that they have?
1: Yeah. 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 And it's so personal. And sometimes what I see happen a lot, I mean, and this happens for all of us. It happens for me too, because we get sucked in to these devices because they were created to suck us in. Like they do a really good job. (laughs) They're really good at keeping us hooked in and keeping us scrolling. And we have to consciously and mindfully and intentionally choose to do something differently. Um, and so one thing that I love to share is to make sure that you... So take time, schedule some time for yourself and say, you know what, I'm gonna set some boundaries on my device and use your device for your benefit. Use in iOS, it's got screen time, um, Android has uh, digital well being, and you can use the, the tools on those devices so that you can have a reminder pop up and say, oh, I've been on TikTok for an hour. I need to stop. <laughs> and just so starting with that, starting with that mindfulness piece and putting things in place to help yourself remember that and, and pull yourself out of that rabbit hole a little bit. And then once you're out of that rabbit hole, kind of taking a breath, a lot of it stops starts with just pausing and thinking through something, and thinking, do I? Why was I on here in the first place? Did I get what I needed? And and then saying, okay, I need to put this down for a little while. And scheduling that time, putting that time in your day, whether that is right before you go to bed, right when you wake up, maybe it's meal time, maybe it's. Um, just the middle of the afternoon where you already feel kind of slumped, maybe that's a time that you've already scheduled for you to put it down and do something that you enjoy. And if you don't remember what you enjoy, because this happens, (laughs) we're so tuned in to our devices that we we're like, well, I don't even know what I like anymore. Right. Just, um, so (laughs) something that I love to do is just kind of find, get a list, make a list of anything, you know, whether it's reading a book, reading a magazine, listening to some new music, Um, taking a walk outside, just sitting outside and finding a space to just sit and listen to what's happening outside. But making a quick list and then numbering it. And then if you can't figure out what it is you want to do, use one of those random number generators, put in however long your list is, and just go go with the whim of whatever pops up. And if it pops up with a three and three is go take a walk and it's raining, find an umbrella, like,
0: <laughs>
1: or, or roll the dice again. Like this is totally up to you and it's completely personal. And you have to empower yourself to say, I can make this decision because our devices make so many of our decisions for us that sometimes we forget that we can look inside our own selves and say, okay, this is actually what I need to do right now. <laughs> and it's, it's a process and it's a practice and we have to we have to try again and again and at some point you're going to get really good at it and then something will happen you'll get sick a family member will get sick it'll be the middle of winter and you're in the northeast somewhere where it's freezing and (laughs) you have no interest in taking a walk outside because you'd have to put on 12 layers of clothes um (laughs) then you, you change it you change the things that you do and um And just keep trying new things because your brain is going to love you for it. Your body is going to love the fact that you're not hunched over, staring at something. Your eyes are going to feel better. Um, Just planning to take those, starting with something short and starting with something small, saying 10 minutes, 15 minutes where you're going to put your phone in a different place and not have it right next to you. Um, because our, we have trained ourselves to, as soon as we think of something, we're like, oh, let me look it up and we pick our phone up. Mm. With, and it, it happens without us like, thinking through it at all. So if you put your phone somewhere else, don't make, you don't have to make it a long time. Start with that small little thing and, but make sure that you're making it an intentional choice to go over and pick up your phone because if you have to, if you have to stand up, if you have to move yourself to get to wherever your device is, you're gonna make more of an intentional choice. Um, How many times have we been, like, I think back to, um, like, when everyone had TV remotes. I mean, we still have TV remotes and we have to change the channel, but that was, it was always when, like, an an advertisement would come on. You'd be like, okay, I'll just switch channels and see what's on. But if the remote was, like, on the other side of the room, I was like, I'll just deal with this for two minutes. Right, so it's the, it's the same idea that if our phone is on the other side of the room, our device is on the other side of the room. We have to consciously decide, okay, I'm going to go get it, and that helps helps redo those pathways in our brain and helps teach us that we can live without it, even though it feels like sometimes it really feels like we can't. That is
0: beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you said that, what came to my mind was like paradigm shifts. You know, people are yeah. so used to a certain pattern that it's so like second nature. Morning Mm -hmm. routine, I don't even need to look at my clock. I know exactly what I need to do, when, how. And it becomes so viciously, you know, implemented that you're like, oh, if I add one or remove one from this thing, it's going to mess up my whole day. But people don't really understand that you created that so you can change that too. But people Mm -hmm. don't like to change things because they're so stuck on their ways, you know.
1: Exactly. Change is hard because we are creatures of habit. We love to have the way that we do things and even if it's harming us we stay in situations that that are uncomfortable or that are unsafe because it's it's that box that we fit ourselves into and change seems so much more uncomfortable um but that's why it's, it's easy to start with the not easy easy is the wrong word because <laughs> it still feels hard right. but but every step even if it's a small step is a step to getting back to that, just as you said, that paradigm shift.
0: Yeah, that is so true. You know, when you said that too, another thing came to mind, is this the same thing as a digital detox?
1: I think of a digital detox as making sure you have a bit of that in every single day. Having a piece of time where you do detach from your digital device and devices, which is really hard because now they are all over our homes. We wear them on our, I mean, we have watches, we wear them on our wrists, we have them in our back pocket. Like, we're with them all of the time. Right. So it, it's, it is a really great idea to have at least some part of your day, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's two hours, to, to take a break. And then some people will take it a step further and will say, you know what, for this whole week, I'm only going to have 10 minutes a day with my device just to check in and that's fantastic but it really doesn't work for everyone and it doesn't really work long term um and i'll see a lot of people that want to completely detox from social media and just cold turkey stop doing it not gonna not gonna touch it anymore and that can be really really fantastic but you have to think about it in your own space because for one person it'll work wonderfully and they are totally fine not being in that space but for someone else, it's the only way they found their community. It's the only way they can communicate with family. Yeah. And so, so I, I want to make sure that people understand that, that you you choose this, but make sure it's a conscious choice um, and, and how far you want to take it because you can take it for that 10 minutes or you can take it for forever if you want to just be like, I'm cutting ties with Facebook. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah exactly i think that is really it's like a breakup really it's like people are like uh i don't know i still want it but i i don't need it <laughs> so it's <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a great analogy like because we have all these feelings wrapped up and connected to it and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best place for us to be and we right. only only ourselves can make that decision for ourselves yeah um
0: that's true yeah. okay okay i like the fact that you put it yeah. like that you know you know now i'm thinking about digital auditing you know like people on facebook instagram twitter linkedin pinterest tiktok like it gets to a point where we're like okay now we're spoiled for choice and somebody can live on instagram forever somebody else can live on tiktok forever Some people just like to cross and be like, okay, I'll be on Instagram in the morning. I'll be on TikTok at night. It's like you have it in your calendar without even setting it as a calendar. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) So We have our habits. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So when somebody thinks about a digital audit, do they think about what they're posting as opposed to how they're posting or is it what they're consuming, you know, generally? How does how does that play a role?
1: Yeah. So when I think of a digital audit, I think Mm -hmm. of all of the ways that we are presenting ourselves in the online world. So the first thing I would do is go through all of the places I can be found, whether that's social media, whether that is a company website or your own personal website, any of those ways that if someone went on like a deep Google dive, they could find information about me Mm. um, that I have put out into the world. And, and then once you have that list, you can see that some of those, maybe you still have a, you know, a YouTube page from 10 years ago that you're like, okay, there's no one that needs to see my antics when I was 15. Like, right. I'm done, I passed on, <laughs> I've passed on, grown up from that. Like So that may be something you wanna check back in with and say, okay, this isn't serving who I am now online. I don't need people finding that. And you can take that down. Um, mm-hmm. It's also looking at the things that we've been posting recent, even more recently. Um, because the, your digital presence is the first way that people interact with you online, but the big, just like any first impression, it's, it's huge, right? The first time we meet somebody, you start making all of these assumptions, just as we do as humans. And, but when someone meets you online, they can find out so many things about you in, an, in almost an instant, right? Because we've put it all out there. And so they can make these these assumptions and these decisions about who we are, but we're not right there in front of them to say, no, actually, that's not what I meant when I said that. And Mm -hmm. you're taking this out of context of the conversation. So when we do a digital audit, it's looking back through all of those things, all those things that we have posted to make sure that they're still showing the kind of person that we want to show up as. the example that I talk about a lot is the first time that I did this for myself, I went through my Instagram and I I plotted out like um, all of the different kinds of content. What what was I posting? Was I posting videos? Was I posting pictures? And what, what was the actual content? Was I posting about uh, children's book writing? Was I posting about my kids? Was I, uh, you know, anything that we do throughout the day, all those things that we post, right? And I... <laughs> because I love numbers in that way. Like, I just like to see them visually. I made a pie chart of like how often I tallied through what kind of post it was, what the topic was, and then made this pie chart. And overwhelmingly, I was posting about my food. Like wow. <laughs> overwhelmingly, it was over half the time had I posted something about like, oh my gosh, I made this cool thing, it's so delicious. And I'm not a food blogger. I'm not, like, I have no intention of writing a cookbook. I have no, like, (laughs) it it wasn't an aspect of my life that I really wanted, that that I wanted to really highlight so much. Like, there were other areas that I wanted to highlight more, and I wasn't doing that because I was overwhelmingly posting about my food. Um, And so something that simple. So when someone came to look for me, they might have thought I was a a food blogger because I posted all the time. And so then, but because I had that foundation to look at, then I could switch and I could change. And now I still take pictures of my food because I think it's beautiful and I love to look at it, but I don't post all of them.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could post them on your stories.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I do. That is, that is very true. It's finding that way to still share it a little bit. Right. Um, and, but yeah, and So that digital audit is really just for you to figure out how you're showing up how you are presenting yourself and what someone would find if they looked for you Mm -hmm. and if it aligns with where you are and what you want to be doing
0: right and you know when you when you said that i was thinking every time people post people already know kind of what you're going to be posting but when you kind of switch it up and you're like oh i didn't see that coming sometimes you see oh i have 30 views but today i have 300 views what is so important about this video yeah and you don't know what's going on but it's because they're probably in that same moment, you know? So everybody's feeling the same way and things are happening and it's also like very calm and people are just like, okay, maybe I like the food. Maybe I want to ask her if she can invite me for dinner. You know, like <laughs> she-, she... <laughs> That'd be
1: great. Come on over. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, you know, like when they ask you for food, what are the things that you get to see? You know, like when you post it, do you think when you get the comments and you got the replies, what comes to your feed most of the time?
1: Oh, see, and that was it. Like when I was posting food, people were like, "That's nice." Okay. Because like, <laughs> it wasn't what when those posts were definitely much more surface level, okay. like, and those are fine. Um, but they weren't. I wasn't asking questions. I wasn't trying to engage with people. It was just like, "Look, I made delicious stuff. Be proud of me." I'm <laughs> taking care of myself, which is great, and we do need to talk about self care. And but I didn't need to be doing it over fifty percent of the time. <laughs>
0: Right, right. Oh man, I mean, that's a good thing that you had that personality because it shows what you do outside the business. Because sometimes people are like, "She's too serious. I don't. I can't deal with her." Oh, you know, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and it's important to show up authentically online and to to be who we are yeah but it's also we have to make sure we're not oversharing and saying too many things Mm -hmm. um and and peeling back that curtain too far uh, because we want to make sure that we are keeping ourselves safe and some things just need to stay offline because once they're online you don't have control over them anymore they're out there even if you delete it you can make it hard for someone to find it but if someone is determined they're gonna find stuff
0: (laughs) right but you know when you think about instagram and privacy you know they have close friends now and not many people use that so do you kind of use that in a way to just say okay i posted it but i know only five people are gonna see this
1: yeah and then i do definitely think about it that way um if if you're looking at like having a private profile too those Mm -hmm. are are different ways that you can control it a little better yeah um but for me i always think about what right before I post something like if someone even in my close friends list even maybe we're fighting maybe we're they're having a bad day I don't know any number of things but they could still screen record it and share it without me knowing about it Mm. so I still want to make sure that whatever I am sharing I'm comfortable at some level I mean there are there are levels of risk right like if you are only sharing it with your close friends group there's a level of trust there yeah um but i still want to be thinking in the back of my head will i be okay if this makes the nightly news at some point (laughs) like just have it back there am i going to be okay if this comes back to me because the possibility is there and it's just most of the time it's fine most of the time, we're perfectly fine, but it's the mindfulness piece, that piece of thinking it through and mm-hmm. saying, yep, I really, I do want to share this instead of mindlessly just sharing things, which is what I was doing with my food. I was just mindlessly like, oh, this is pretty. I love it. I'm just going to share it with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and so so just having that small conversation with yourself yeah. before you share something on the internet is is a practice to start to get
0: into yeah i love that you put this in context so that people kind of replace the food with whatever they keep doing all the time and Mm -hmm. they'll be like okay let me see if i can do the same thing sarah is doing so it it kind of helps gives you that mirrored image as well
1: yeah i I hope i hope that helps
0: (laughs) yeah i know it definitely did i know that for sure you know i would love to know about the start effect. I wanted to ask this question in the beginning, but I was like, let me save this for the last part, you know, of the show. Tell us more about the start effect. How did this even start? No pun intended.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um it actually I've always I've always been fascinated by the way that we communicate and how we interact with one another. Um and so when everything shut down a couple years ago, I was like, okay, well, what am I what am I going to do? One, I started homeschooling my four kids, brilliant choice, but I also, which is great. I love homeschooling. We're having a wonderful time, um, which is another topic, but I also decided that I was going to go back to school and I got my master's in digital marketing communications and just thinking through how we use all of these digital things to not only to market stuff to each other, but to to have our own personal brands and how we show up in that space. And the more I dug into it, and the more things I learned, it just became so apparent how how we have just completely absorbed ourselves as a society—not each individual person, though we have done that—just um, absorbed ourselves in these machines, in this technology, and they've kind of we we've, we've let it. Take over so many different things, and I'm also a children's yoga instructor. Um, And so the mindfulness piece and the wellness was always something that was at the back of my brain. And I watched as we were all shut down, how we retreated to this online world because it was the only place we could communicate. But then, on in the physical world, we were still craving something. Yeah, you know, we were still looking for something, and. And that's kind of how the star effects just kind of bloomed up out of that as I was watching, like, we, we need to start this conversation. And, and not only with, you know, with people around us, but within ourselves, this conversation with ourselves saying, okay, how do I use my device? Am I helping myself or hurting myself? What is gonna be working for me? Um, and that's really how I, how I got to where I am now wow short version
0: (laughs) no i love it i love it because you give somebody that perspective to know okay this is where i am this is where i need to be and this is what i need to do to get to where i need to be so Mm -hmm. you've literally given us a roadmap in a short time which is really good i know no that was that was spot on (laughs) that was really good
1: I, i love i love taking things that are like really complex and trying to trying to distill them down into something that we can easily pick up and understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. This has been a great, great show, a great episode. I love the fact that you have given us these things. And, you know, already I know what the topic of this episode is about. You know, digital well-being and, you know, just digital self-care you know Mm -hmm. that's that's something that i think a lot of people will love to see and we don't have this much in the podcast so i think this is one of those episodes people are going to really hold on to because we we i i definitely agree on this because other episodes are usually talking about things to do actively this one Mm -hmm. is kind of like sit back a little bit and reverse you know your process
1: yeah pause a little bit make sure that the things that you're doing are serving you the way you want them to serve you yeah. and that you're not like oh there's something new i need to do it everyone's doing this i should be doing that mm-hmm. like and i feel like especially with social media we see that a lot yeah. like everyone's doing this real everyone's using this sound yeah. everyone's you know the list goes on and on and on of the things that everyone is doing and the things that we should be doing um but it's important to remind or remember and remind ourselves that we are not human shouldings we should we don't have to live in that life of should we are human beings and it's okay to do things differently than everyone else (laughs)
0: exactly exactly that's perfect thank you so much sarah for being here and just being a light you know to this show and just helping us be you know the best version of ourselves especially when we think about all those things happening on social media you know and you know if i know they definitely want to reach out to you and connect with you there may be something you have available yeah what are the options they
1: have available Yeah, so I am on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Start Effect. I mean, you can also visit me at my website at www.thestarteffect.com.
0: Simple. I love simplicity. It just helps.
1: It's all The Start Effect. Just... Search for that and you'll find
0: me. Exactly. And if you guys are looking for it too, it's also in the show description notes so that you guys can tap on it and just access it as quickly as possible. And I love doing that too because it also helps with SEO, you know, know, just to Mm -hmm. build that... You already know what I'm talking about, guys, because. <laughs> <laughs> Let I me know. Say, Have those
1: little web, web crawlers. Come exactly. Over party over there. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yes. Exactly. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I definitely look forward to having you on this show again very soon, God willing.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I love being here.
0: You're welcome anytime.